Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I am Alana, and I am here with Jamie Hampton. We are glad you guys joined us today for another Coffee Break episode of Praying Christian Women. So these are based on the questions that you guys write in and submit to us at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And I just want to start off by saying, wow, we have a doozy of a question today. So we're talking about um, faith and healing and death. So it's a, an illness, terminal illness. But um, we, so I guess maybe we should just dive into a word of prayer because like I said, this is a pretty heavy topic that I think both Jamie and I are, uh, I don't want to say not looking forward to tackling, but we just recognize, wow, this is, this is a hard topic. And I think people way smarter and way more spiritual than we are can debate this and still not come out with answers. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and, and start this conversation with a much needed word of prayer. I it's going to have you do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jamie, would you pray for us, please? Yes. God, we just thank you for um, we just thank you for Heather for submitting this question, and God, we just lift her up to you now and ask that you would be bringing her comfort and peace and answers. Um, I don't know exactly when we got this question, but I just pray that in the time since we've received it, that you've already been working in her heart and working in her life to help her to draw closer to you. Father, we just know that this is a question that affects all of us. We all have people in our lives who pass away or who have sicknesses that we feel like will be healed or we desire to be healed, and, and that doesn't happen, and we have questions. So, God, we just pray today that you would just help Alana and I to have a an accurate discussion, um, biblical discussion. Um, just put a guard over our mouths. We just pray that your Holy Spirit would would be present today, God, and just allow us to to talk about this issue in a way that glorifies you, Father. We just thank you that you're greater than anything. God, you already have victory over sin and death. We have eternity to look forward to, but we acknowledge that there is pain in this world, and we just pray that you would just meet with those that are broken, God, that you promise you'll be close to the brokenhearted. We just pray for those listening today who can resonate deeply and personally with, with this question. And we just pray that you would minister to them, God. And we just thank you that you are there and that you are a loving Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Heather, again, thank you for your question. Thank you for being just so open with us. Um, we have both Jamie and I have been praying for you since your question did come in. And um, I hope that we at least give it a little bit of justice. So do you want me to just read what Heather wrote? Yeah, Jamie? just read the question. So Heather wrote in, my husband and I were standing firmly on the word of God, believing that it's always his will to heal, but it didn't happen. Jim died of cancer after 15 months. I never stopped believing that God was going to turn it around, and it was a shock when he died. I believe that sickness is not from God, but is a result of sin and the enemy's work in the world. God is greater, so why did Jim die? Um, I think that we can all, um, at the very, very beginning, Heather, we just want to tell you how sorry we are. 
not only for the loss, but for the shock that you went through. It, it, it can be a very devastating blow to your faith. Um, and that's okay. So we don't want to try to um, almost insult what you're going through with pat answers, but we do want to try to talk about it as just graciously and encouragingly as we can, but we are tremendously sorry for Jim's death and for the shock that it was to you when he passed. Yeah, and that was kind of, I think, a concern going into this episode is there are a lot of good questions in this question. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there are actually several questions. Right, right. There's, yeah, we can but, kind of dissect it. But to dissect it almost feels like being insensitive. So, Heather, yeah, we just want you to know that that we aren't intending to be insensitive if we talk academically or right. or theoretically about some of these things that we absolutely, yeah, because some of this is a, it's a theological discussion. for a very real and personal pain. And yes, we absolutely don't want to lose sight of that. I do ask that those of you listening in would just, as we're talking, just be praying for Heather, Mm -hmm. the feeling of her grief, Um, and maybe for some of these answers. And Heather, even if the answers Mm -hmm. don't come, I just want to remind you that you are absolutely true. God is greater than sin, than death, than our disbelief. So God's love for you, God's power to heal, God's best will for you and your husband never changed, never wavered. And even if that doesn't make sense to you right now, he's okay with those questions, right? Like you asking this question isn't hurting God's feelings. (laughs) So I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that you were able to be so open and raw and vulnerable and, um, we are going to just kind of dive into the different facets of what you bring up. And again, even if we turn this more into the intellectual discussion, we do very much um, hurt for you and love you and pray for you and totally recognize that a theological debate or a couple Bible verses thrown out don't heal the grief mm-hmm. that you've experienced. And so we're not trying to get you past the pain, but to just address some of these things that come up in your question. Yes. So I want to start with the very first thing. So um, to go back, my husband and I were standing firmly on the word of God, believing that it's always his will to heal. So let's just, let's start there. Where do you want to take it, Jamie? I think the first thing that comes to mind because we've talked about this before on other episodes and you and I have talked about it and I'm sure you know that this is not the first time that this question has come up and won't be the last. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I think about it, the first thing that I think of, and I guess the most helpful thing for me is when I look at the example of Jesus, because I think sometimes people will look at the example of Jesus and say, well, Jesus never, Turned away. Turned away someone. So why would he turn me away? And if if I'm if I'm a child of God, and when you look in Scripture, though, the thing that stands out to me about Jesus is that when Jesus healed bodies, his healing of bodies always pointed to a greater spiritual authority and healing work that he would do bodily 
to point to his authority to do spiritual healing and the the ultimate healing work he did on the cross. So for instance, Mark chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, um, Jesus says he had healed this paralyzed man. You know, Jesus says, what is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up and took his mat and he walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. And in this particular instance, Jesus is pointing to, hey, I'm going to show you something really amazing, something physically incredible. I'm going to make this man whole physically, but I can also have authority to forgive sins, which is even greater. Like if you're amazed at this, this is what I'm pointing to is why I'm here. That's one facet of what I come away with when I think of Jesus healing is that, yes, he did do lots of physical healing, but it seems that his healing was always pointing to the greater miracle, which was a spiritual miracle, which was embracing eternity and kind of trying to get our focus on eternity by doing something that we could tangibly see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also in Mark, I forget which gospel, but there was one that really struck me that Jesus was in this house and so many people came wanting healing that he left. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that, oh, so many people came wanting healing that he stayed up all night and healed them all. Mm -hmm. It was that he left because he had, you know, how many verses does it say something to the effect of he had compassion on them and healed them, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't his purpose in coming. You know, his purpose was to make atonement for our sins and then to kind of build up his disciples and train them so that they could carry on his calling when he ascended. I, I see the healing like sometimes as almost a distraction, like, or else why, why did Jesus leave all these people in need of healing to just go and be with his disciples? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think that I am, I think Jamie and I are on the same page that no, it's not always God's will to heal. Now there are many Christians who disagree with this, Mm -hmm. but a couple of things that I point to are, um, a, that we can see a couple New Testament saints who did battle with illness. And so, like, I certainly don't like the camp of theology that says, oh, well, if you're sick, it's just because you didn't have enough faith or that God's punishing you. Because we have Timothy, you know, he had his frequent stomach ailments. And Paul didn't chide him and say, you got to pray harder. you got to have more faith to get over the stomach trouble. He said, no, drink a little wine. <laughs> Yeah, it'll settle your stomach. Yeah, and and Paul too, I think it might have been the Galatians, I forget which church, but he says, it was because of an illness that I preached the gospel to you, Mm. you know, so presumably at some point, Paul was ill, which maybe changed his plans or something, and he ended up there instead of somewhere else, and that ended up being for the advancement of the gospel. I think in that case, we can look and say clearly, hey, it was God's will for Paul to be sick at that moment. Right. Right. So that the gospel could be spread. And then um, I think it was A.B. Simpson had a really interesting 
book and testimony on healing. And he um, talked about the fact that, and, and this sounds really, really glib, and I really don't want to make it sound glib, but Christians aren't promised that we're going to live on earth forever. So obviously at some point, unless we're raptured, we're all going to succumb to death. So at some point, we're all going to face something that we're not healed from, right? Whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, a fatal illness or, you know, old age. I mean, I don't even think it's said that people die of old age anymore. You know, like there's something mm-hmm. <laughs> that causes that or, you know, an, an accident that you can't recover from. All of us, now let's take the rapture out of the picture, assuming that Jesus doesn't come back in the next 120 years, let's say, every single person alive right now is going to succumb to something and not recover from it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't want to say that's God's will, (laughs) right? Because on the one hand, I think there are two ways to look at God's will. There's kind of the perfect will. And then there's the, the will that is expressed here on earth. I think the perfect will would have been Adam and Eve never sinned. We all live eternally. Everything's perfect. There's no sickness, no um, pain, no suffering, but that's not where we're at. And so we're all going to die, which means there's going to be something that's going to do us all in (laughs) that we're not going to recover from. And so, yes, it's an absolute tragedy. And Heather, I don't know how old your husband was when he died. Not that that makes your pain any less, but I do feel like it's, it's, you can look at someone who dies very young and say, oh, what a shame, as opposed to someone who dies after, you know, 80, 90 plus years of living and serving God. That's easier for us to accept a lot of the times, not that it makes the pain of parting less. Um, but the truth is we all do need to die and that God has ordained a time for us to die. And... I think the fact that your husband died means that it was the time that God had ordained for him. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Jamie? Yeah, and well, and I just think that the the hope is that this isn't the end, that he didn't exactly. die, that, you know, that he's with God now. And, and he's healed now. He's healed now. And, you know, because um, I believe, Heather said that they both, they were both standing firmly on the word of God. So he is with God now. And I just, when I lose people I love, I just, I have to think to myself, there's going to be a time when I see God, when I'm in heaven, however that looks, that I'm going to just think, oh, I get it now. I get it now, you know, and that heaven is so glorious and so amazing that being in the presence of God is is such a gift that that I'll I'll look back and think well why did I why did I even feel that way why was death even even painful but that doesn't make it less painful for us here on earth still Mm -hmm. so but I just think that our hope is that this isn't the end and that nothing neither life nor death nor angels or demons Mm -hmm. or anything else can separate us from God's love and so that is the gift that we can hope for the future. And I think if we, if we put too much, too much emphasis on the physical healing, whether mm-hmm. it's healing from a chronic illness or healing from a terminal illness, then we, 
we can miss the focus on the eternal and that gift of, mm-hmm. of wholeness in the future. But I don't right. want to go too far down there when I'm sitting here with Heather's story in front of me because I know that it doesn't make it easier. And it doesn't have to, you know, like um, it's, it's normal and fine and expected to be broken, to be grieving. Um, I like what Paul says. I think it might be in Thessalonians. We don't grieve like the rest of the world that has no hope. So he doesn't say we don't grieve at all. He just says we don't grieve hopelessly, right? And so in your grief, I hope that you're finding that sense of hope. And for anybody else listening who's gone through something similar or dealing with your own form of grief, just remember, yeah, grief is totally normal and, and fine. You can't hide from it. It's not a sign of spiritual weakness at all. You look at, you know, Jesus and how much grief he suffered. Um, you can't say that, you know, Christians don't grieve, but we grieve with hope. And I think one thing that really jumps out to me about just this testimony, you guys believed that Jim would be perfectly healed and he was right. He is now completely pain-free. He is perfectly cancer-free. He is healthier, more energetic, more, you know, robust, happier, more joyful, more alive than he ever has been. And so, in a way, God did answer your prayers. He just answered them kind of in the opposite of what you were hoping for. Yeah. And so, and also Heather, I would actually recommend if you haven't yet listening to our episode number 42 with Kay Warren, who talks about um, losing her son and kind of toward the end of that interview, she talks about grief and how she had hoped she talks about hope and she had a hope box that she had all of these verses that she was claiming for her son's healing and she ended up losing her son and she talks about how how she rebuilt some of that hope so if you haven't listened to that i i think you might find some encouragement from that episode and anyone else that that is looking to try and rebuild hope after a devastating you know because because kay also believed that her son would be healed and that, that mm-hmm. he would not be lost. And so, um, yeah, that I just wanted to recommend that. Yeah. But I guess our next, so our next kind of question that comes from this is, um, is, is sickness from the enemy? Is sickness and death from the enemy always? So I'm going to be really annoying be like, well, yes, yes it is. And no, of course it's not. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, like, Yes, obviously there would be no sickness or death if it weren't for sin, right? Sin came as a result of the fall. There would be no cancer. There would be no suffering if sin hadn't entered the world. But that doesn't mean that, you know, just because person A comes down with disease X, that person A has sinned and God is punishing him. Now, I think it could happen. And there are some things that do have very natural consequences. You know, if you're an alcoholic, it's not going to be good for your liver, (laughs) you know, or something like that. Um, But I think that some Christians and some kind of uh, theology teachings kind of overemphasize this connection between physical health and spiritual health to the point where they will say, okay, if you just have enough faith, then you're going to be healed. Um, You can deny the sickness and it will go away. And I think that that can be dangerous sometimes 
because what it does is it leaves people who do die from their disease or who don't get healed, it leaves you feeling guilty and, um, you know, wondering, could I have done more? Should I have prayed harder? Is God punishing me? As opposed to just recognizing, all right, God could have worked a miracle and he chose not to. Therefore, God must be preparing something good from this really tragic event. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get a little bit... um, a little bit angry when people overemphasize God's healing. Now, I, I know that God does heal. I know he can work miracles. We've got our own testimony of our son being in the NICU for six weeks and not expected to live. And I know that in his life were many miracles of healing. But I also know that just because my husband and I were Christians, that that didn't make us entitled to every miracle that God had up his sleeve. And so I get a little angry when Christians tell other Christians, if you just pray harder or have enough faith, all this is going to go away. Because that's putting guilt on the victim, right? I mean, that's telling somebody who's already suffering and going through a horrible ordeal, oh, well, you know that this is your fault, right? If you just prayed harder, this wouldn't be here. I think there are enough examples of people praying for illnesses to be taken away in the Bible and God not answering their prayers that we we shouldn't say that, oh, well, if you just pray, God's guaranteed to work a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I personally know of more than one person that, fell away from the church because of mm-hmm. something similar to that being said right. to them. And yeah. Well, I heard something really interesting about the fall of man and, and mm-hmm. death recently that I, it really impacted me and it was this relationship between spiritual death and physical death. And this person was saying that, you know, Adam and Eve died spiritually the day that they ate the fruit. And that was in Genesis two seventeen. Mm-hmm. So the curse meant that, you know, basically on that day, they will surely die. So they they spiritually died that day. And it began the process of, I'm guessing, their bodies became mortal. And they began the process of gradually coming to an end at some point. So they were going to die physically at Mm -hmm. some later point. Without physical death, so if there had been no other provision, if God had just let them go on indefinitely, they would live physically on earth forever while spiritually dead. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Which is eternal separation from God. So that would be like hell, basically. On earth, yeah. So when God created physical death, he created... Away and and now this whole idea of animal death did that exist before the fall or not? I'm not even going to go into that. But the bottom line is through animal sacrifice, God allowed His people to be made right with Him, and then the sacrifice of Jesus provided the only way to be permanently and you know unequivocally, unequivocally. I think I you said it right the first time. I don't know permanently right that's god um so he death god redeemed death i mean i just that is amazing to me i had never thought of that before that death might have been the result of the fall but god 
physical death was God's redemption for our soul. Right. Which is incredible. And, you know, I just, I think looking at it from that perspective, it's a, it's almost a trade-off. He traded physical death mm-hmm. for our spiritual life. Right. And I think Absolutely. that, that perspective is, is a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. So I just, that was really interesting for me to hear. That is for sure. There's a passage, I think it's in Isaiah and I'm going to have to paraphrase. I wish I had, um, had it better in my head, but basically, you know, this is talking, there's a war coming, they're under siege. So it's, I mean, it's a bad time for the Israelites and God basically says like, blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on because they get to rest from their suffering and no, that doesn't help the person grieving the loss of a loved one. But it also, I think there can come a point where you can have hope, you know, that, yeah, God called this person home. His suffering is totally over. And it's absolutely acceptable and normal to be sad about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe even mad at the Lord, maybe still feeling confused, but to have that hope that, no, this, his death was not a result of your lack of faith. It sounds to me like you prayed fervently and, and I, I don't think you did anything wrong. I think you prayed fervently for healing and there's nothing wrong with praying fervently for healing, praying for miracles. Um, and just because God chose to take your husband home, that was his greater will, right? For the greater good. And in a way, like we already talked about, that was his answer to your request for healing. Kind of like what you were saying, Jamie, you could be healed to live back on earth and live in pain and suffering and and torment, or you could die and be in eternal glory, right? (laughs) Um, From the other side of the veil, that's a no brainer (laughs) for us, you know, grieving the loss of a loved one. It's it's no easier, but again, um, there's hope there. And I certainly hope that in your case, or if anybody's listening, who's in a similar case that you're not putting the blame on yourself. Mm -hmm. If God wanted your husband to stay alive and wanted to work that miracle, he absolutely would have. And so you can rest totally assured that yes, you maintained your faith, And now it's going to take a different kind of faith to just accept that God's will was for your husband to be brought home at this point. Um, I think it takes almost um, like a a deeper faith to believe in that. Like it's one thing to just go ahead stubbornly and say, I know God's going to do this. And so that you're almost dictating to God what he's going to do. Um, yes, that takes a certain kind of faith and a certain kind of stubbornness, but I think it takes an even deeper faith to say, God, please, please, please heal this person. But even if you don't, you know, remember, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God's going to save us. But even if he doesn't, yeah, we're still going to worship him. Mm -hmm. And so I think at this point, it sounds like you're just being called to walk in a new level of faith. And that is the faith that God's, God's will is, um, is stronger than your disbelief. Mm -hmm. And so it absolutely was not a lack of faith or a lack of prayer um, because eventually we all do die and that's not going to happen until 
God declares that it's time. Well, I think our final question from Heather, which is what she left us with at the very end, was why did Jim die? And, you know, we kind of, I guess, answered in a roundabout way, but the biggest, uh, you know, the, the most basic answer is we have no idea. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's because God allowed it for whatever his reasons were, but we are in the mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. And it's so hard to be in the dark. But, you know, our prayer for you is that God at this point, without you understanding why he died, that like Alana was saying, that that you would have that gift of faith to move forward and put one foot in front of the other, even though you're still in the dark and even though you don't know why, but to trust and that God will open your eyes to what what is next for you on earth because Mm -hmm. he has plans for you. He has so many plans for you and you know, we will just be praying that God will open your eyes to those plans and those purposes and, and that you will be healed along the way and be able to help others through their own grief as you deal with your own and as you're healed from your grief. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you guys, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know, I don't like to get heavy handed about things. But like I said, this is, I think, a problem in certain churches, just this teaching that you know, prayer is always going to, to heal that we can kind of dictate what God's going to choose. So if, if you're in that situation, I just really want you to, um, to just be looking at some of these other examples in the Bible of times where God didn't heal people, you know, with, um, Paul's thorn in his side. Nobody's going to look at Paul and shake their finger at him and say, wow, you should have prayed that away. Um, nobody's going to accuse Paul of not having enough faith. And so we shouldn't be feeling guilty ourselves and especially guilting others into thinking that when a tragedy strikes that, oh, you know, they must not have had enough faith. Look at that. Amen. That's my, that's my soapbox. So let's, uh, let's close with our, our prayers for the unsaved. Do you want to do that, Jamie? Maybe um, then I'll just close with one last prayer for, um, Heather and all this stuff that we've been talking about. That sounds perfect. So our prayers for the unsaved. Um, It's a time when we can pray for those one to three people that God has placed on your heart. And if you haven't chosen these one to three people, take a little time and just ask God to put these people in your mind and in your heart, write them down in your journal. And whenever you feel led to pray that, that God would bring them to know Jesus. And if you want help with that, we have 30 days of prayer for the unsaved that can be delivered by email one a day for 30 days at prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved. But we read one, each time we do a coffee break, we read one that we can pray together um, on the show. Dear God, there was a time when I didn't understand how much of a sinner I was, and yet you still reached down and offered me forgiveness and salvation. Please show my friend that same grace and mercy today. Let them know that they've sinned, Let them know that their good deeds aren't enough to atone for the wrongs they've done. Let them know that Jesus Christ and his blood alone can cleanse them from their sins. Please humble my friends so they can admit how badly they need you. Please show them their sins so that they can repent and find mercy from you, the God of forgiveness and compassion and grace. Amen. Amen. So again, if you have questions that we can discuss on a future Coffee Break episode, you can send those to us at Praying Christian Women. 
com slash questions. And let's just close with one last word of prayer. God, we do thank you for the opportunity to discuss what is a heavy subject, but also one that's just so full of hope, God. And I just want to thank you for the hope that we have for eternal life with you. And I thank you specifically for Jim, that you did call him home, even though we don't understand why. And I just thank you that in your presence, he is perfectly healed and so vibrant and alive right now. And I just pray for healing grace over Heather, over anybody else listening who's suffered loss and grieving. Just pray that your Holy Spirit would carry them through these times of sorrow and that they would reap um, a harvest of joy. And that even if their grief feels like it might be overwhelming, that you would just be holding them firmly in your love and showing them right now just the the sweetness of being comforted by your Holy Spirit, Lord. We do thank you for being sovereign over death and life. We do know that you know exactly how long each one of us has to live, and I pray that we would be faithful until our dying breath to you and is full of love for you and for others. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.